This time on No Not The Mind Probe, episode number 26, Dalek Fest 2021. The rock anthem that opens yeah. Dalek Fest. Yeah. yeah. Um, welcome to. No, not the mind probe. Oh no! The, so that, that's okay. That's Don't tell dying. me this one. You've been shot, and you're in like an old uh, Fred McMurray mystery movie, mm-hmm. like from the fifties. Mm-hmm. My three sons, where they got uh, <laughs> no, one of the sons got murdered every week. Probers. Oh, if any of you have ever seen an episode of My Three Sons, congratulations, because that that now we're digging deep into the well of Nick at Night. <laughs> um, anyway, so that I was, was thinking that was, du- Double Indemnity is what I was yes, thinking. Yes, brilliant. I love that movie. We'll talk about that in our Double Indemnity but, podcast. But I'm, I'm sure Fred McMurray's estate is happy that you thought <laughs> of My Three Sons before Double Indemnity. <laughs> yeah, brilliant movie. But anyway, yes, that was your dying confession. Like, but but yes. you're trying to exonerate it, right? You're on the way out, and you're like, no, it, it wasn't the mind, bro. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you would, if, if you are dying, uh, you should, as your last words, subscribe to our podcast. And oh, yes, five stars. <laughs> right. So that's someone's last word is basically saying, you should really check out this podcast. I don't even like Dr. Who that much, but it's enjoying the banter is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway, on that happy note, um, yeah. this is a podcast mm-hmm. uh, where we, that uh, report and I watch and rank every single Dr. Who story, Ever and we're staying committed to that. Like we could have bailed by now. We could have been like, like at some point we could have gone back and re-edited an early episode and been like, we're we watch and rank fifty Doctor Who episodes, uh, and then we could get out of this, this this unending hell. We, we, we would be we getting aren't. out of it. This <laughs> right, yeah, this, this one, it. right? This would be yeah. it. But but we're not. We're watching every single one of them. Uh, and my name is John Grant, uh, which hopefully you've picked up on by now. Uh, I am a lifelong Doctor Who fan, and I have been watching for uh, for thirty six years. My name is Porter Mason, and John's been asking me to watch Doctor Who for 26 years. I finally said yes. There you go. Each episode of this podcast will look at two stories. I'm going through the new Doctor Who series in order, and our Doctor Who sommelier, uh, John, will use his incredible Doctor Who palette to pair that new story with a classic story that has similar notes and flavors. Uh, John, what do we have in store for us this episode? Well, it's Dalek Fest 2021, so we have two Cybermen stories. Uh, no, um, uh, we have <laughs> again moving forward in the David Tennant, uh, uh, Freeman Agumon, Martha Jones series uh, three. We have Daleks in Manhattan and evolution of the Daleks. Uh, really telegraphing who's in the story there. Um, and we then rock it back and we're going to stay in the second doctor era. Um, uh, and actually just a few episodes on from the macro Terra that we listened to or uh, listened slash watched animated to, we didn't actually do the animations, but you know what I'm talking about. Uh, last, uh, last episode, uh, uh, this one is the evil of the Daleks, which is widely considered an all time classic. And we'll talk about that. You know, you know what I like to say when we listen when we watch two Patrick Troughton episodes in a row? I like to say, I'll keep on Troughton. 
Yeah. Kind of like, yeah. like keep kind of like keep on trucking. Yeah, yeah. They say keep yeah. on trouting. Keep on trouting. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. If, if if someone was driving a trout. All right, let's recap these episodes. Why not? Why not? We got 40 more minutes after that intro. <laughs> so, <laughs> so look, uh first we're going to talk about the the double episode story uh for the new series Daleks in Manhattan mm-hmm. and Evolution of the Daleks. So it's two episodes. It's the series three, episodes four and five of the new series. And they aired April 21st and April 28th in 2007. And John, in his just infinite wisdom, has prepared for us, I think, a little clip. Yeah. What's wrong with old John boy over there? Ask them. Huh? What, me? Don't be daft. Demand to be told. What is this final experiment? Report! You will bear witness. To what? This is the dawn of a new age. What does that mean? We are the only four Daleks in existence, so the species must evolve a life outside the shell. The children of Scaro must walk again. Whoa, whoa, ah, whoa. Ah. I like, uh, that's a new term for the Daleks, the children of Scaro. I like his self-referential term there. I like that. Yeah, that's their home planet. No, I know, but I, I hadn't heard them referred to as that. Um, <laughs> usually just... Usually it's just referred to as that darn Dalek. Oh, that, oh, that Dalek. You don't, when you are talking about your kids, you don't go, the children of Earth must eat dinner <laughs> children, and go to bed at seven. <laughs> the children of Bloomfield. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Let's so let's see what happened in in this episode. Uh, the 10th Doctor, Mr. Mr. Tennant uh, and uh, and Martha, as we mentioned, they arrive in New York City at the foot of the Statue of Liberty. By the way, we pretty much moved on now from the thin premise that Martha was only going on one journey with him. I, they they never really sat and discussed it, but like that's you know that's not happening. Nope, no. Um, she's got a contract they, for the rest of the season. At least. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> they uh, right, right. Those plot points were really just to to sort of string Freema along to try to get into a really bad yep. contract. <laughs> exactly. Um, no, so they arrive in New York City, and they arrive uh, in 1930. And in fact, what they go straight to are uh, the Hoovervilles, the yeah. Skid Rows that were uh, all across the country, but in this case, in Central Park, which I'm going to assume is is historically accurate. I'm named, sure there were Hoovervilles in New York, named after, of course, the vacuum cleaners. Um, yeah, they're so clean. Oh. Well, not just that, but vacuum cleaners really destroyed the economy. A lot of people invested in vacuum cleaners. And fraudulent vacuum cleaners, and then the bottom fell out of big vacuum, and then you know, yep. that was it. And then people were living in Hooverville because it sucked. Good everybody. So yeah, they 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 head to the Hoovervilles because, which I, by the way, I think is pretty cool that they're like, oh, we came to 1930s New York City. We're immediately going to the Hoovervilles and yeah, just exploring, like, yeah, like a fancy hotel and get like a Manhattan, yeah. And well, then the anyway, Hoovervilles. 
Yeah, and then, then of and, course, I'm going to hit the Hoovervilles. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm getting there. maybe take a there. Circle Line tour. Yeah. But yeah. then the Hoovervilles, yeah. right? Totally to the Hoover getting there. Right. Because right. yeah. yeah. I would have had a dollar in my pocket, and that would have been enough to pretty much do New York. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. they uh, pretty soon there's some pig slaves. <laughs> first of all, Isn't that always the way. <laughs> it's always and the way. a couple things are going on. We also see actually the 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 teaser is we see uh, not a I guess is she a showgirl, but she's like yeah, a dancing Tallulah. girl. Three a showgirl, yeah, Tallulah. She uh, she sees a pig man who looks very reminis- reminiscent of the pig man from uh, Aliens Attack London. Or oh, whatever yeah, I thought you were going to see the pig man from Alcatraz. Yeah. <laughs> no, not the pig man <laughs> of Alcatraz. What was it called? The, 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 the end of the world. No, no, not the end of the world. Aliens of London. Aliens of London, yeah. Um, so yeah so they're pig pig so there's pig running around they go down into the caves uh underneath uh manhattan they see more of these pig people sewers also the sewers (laughs) sorry (laughs) Uh, also eduardo saverin or spider-man or andrew garfield is with them young andrew garfield and very young in one of his first roles yeah in one of his early roles um they also find out hey uh oh there's a dalek here uh-oh. Um, now i have a larger question which you can answer when you get into your whole bit about this show <laughs> which is the doctor he arrives in the end of this pivotal moment to stopping the daleks in their in their conquests of the world or their rebirth i guess it would have mm-hmm. been um did he do so accidentally or did he travel to this moment in new york city in time to stop this because he seems to just be like oh i guess i just ended up here it's like wow that's lucky that you keep ending up exactly right here to stop the daleks anyway we find that the daleks are actually in charge we find we find that the daleks the most evil creatures in all the world are into real estate development which is not i mean this is kind of on the nose here one of them is Um, donald trump's father <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> How it happened. And, and the Daleks that are here are one of the Daleks from the, the cult of Scarrow, right? Um, and then three others. I don't know who these three others are. I think, uh, I think, so it, it, did they say second con? Yeah, so I think it is the, all the Daleks. Oh my God. Oh, okay. Oh my second con. So there's four then. Okay. Or, yeah. Uh, well, they're anyway, involved. They, uh, yeah, they the cult have of Scarrow is there somehow come here i don't know An why emergency they time shift it's a right very, right yeah, when yeah. when they right when they had um kind of exploded the parallel world there they were all being sucked um, into the void they did a time shift they ended up in 1930s manhattan they said hey let's buy the empire state building <laughs> and make it into and essentially what they have built by the way is an enormous kind of uh clock tower back to the future situation yeah. where they're trying to channel electricity in order to power this genetic experiment that they want to do Bingo. uh that like will a very frankenstein moment yeah 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 we'll combine dalek dna with a bunch of essentially corpses i guess they're still barely alive they said but they've they've sort of hollowed out these corpses and they're gonna insert dalek dna in them it's gonna be the rebirth of the, of the daleks because these four which I, yeah i guess we believe are the calls of scarrow um are they want to bring the Daleks back to life. Mm. Now, one of the things that then happens is uh Sek, right? Sek, isn't that his name? Yeah, I guess it's yes. Sek is the one who turns into a person. Yeah. Yes, so Sek, th- so part of the, these pig people are they gather humans, they combine them genetically, I guess with pigs, they don't even really 
I, I didn't see a pig. Is like all a I'm test saying. Run. Show yeah. me a pig. Yeah. All right. You keep saying there's pig people. Well, let's see some pigs. I see Come people on. with snouts. That could be anybody. Yeah. You don't know. You anyway, don't know how that happened. So sec, part of the final experiment is to see can they combine Dalek DNA with human DNA? And so they take the the kind of not foreman, I, I don't know, the developer they're working with to work in the Empire State Building, who's been very loyal to them. And they're saying we're gonna combine we're going to take you for this final experiment. By the way, there are so many "quote unquote" final experiments that There's happen here. <laughs> they keep yeah. having There's one final experiment after yeah. another. But this first final experiment is combining him with Sek, and so he, as we saw in Dalek, the Daleks open up, and there's a little gooey guy inside them, and that's the actual Dalek. So uh, our friend here, what was his name? Uh, oh, gosh. stereotypical Italian New Yorker. Yeah, it was like Gennaro. <laughs> hey, hey Hotsy Totsy. <laughs> it's very sweet. He crawls inside the Dalek and he curls up with the little squiggly Dalek. And then when he emerges, he is a human Dalek. He's yeah. a human Dalek hybrid. Still wearing a suit and the saddle shoes. Like, it's like, like he merged, but kept the I suit like on. Yeah. Double breasted. Yeah, uh, which yeah, I can't cool. pull off. I'm too skinny. I know. I would love to have that double breasted. Mm-hmm. That looks cool. Um, so, and then I, the, we, we learn about the plan. Uh, so the, the doctor's back trying to stop it here. Uh, and then sec actually talks to the doctor and what we start to see sec act a little differently, mm-hmm. um, which is he, uh, when they're confronting some of the other humans in Hooverville is telling the other Daleks, no, don't, don't hurt them. And this is please hammer. Don't hurt them. Please hammer. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Please hammer. And the Daleks are like, can't touch this. <laughs> I like how MC Hammer's album, he put that and like, please hammer, don't hurt him. And was like, he heard us. I mean, that album, like, yeah. he did it. Well, we're still He's reeling. Like, Society, <laughs> culture is still reeling <laughs> from it. Well, anyway, so uh, so the doctor, he actually feels this difference in sex and says, okay, I'll, you know what? I'll help, which again, we see with the doctor over and over again, but he really does. But it's like, you know what? Okay, maybe. And and I believe it's Solomon or maybe it's Andrew Garfield's character says like, why? Or no, no, maybe it's, um, sorry, I should say the showgirl's boyfriend has been turned into a half pig, half man. And he's kind of along for the ride. It's one of uh, your Laszlo. classic tropes of television. Yeah, you know, ah, the, he's a the boyfriend guy. gets turned okay. into a pig yeah, man yeah, and yeah. he's, you know. Yeah. But uh, he says to the doctor, like, why are you believing them? And he says, look, sometimes there's the right person at the right time and it can change everything. Maybe this is what had to happen. So he helps them set up their whole genetic experiment. I don't totally understand that because then uh, the Daleks were seeming to move forward with this with or without ever seeing the doctor. So he seemed to provide some vital last step that then... um, is needed i don't know anyway he sets up the whole genetic experiment to bring back all these humans and when we get to the very last instant um or when we get near to the end they kill sec um like no no i'm humans. sorry they capture him first they capture him first two and the other the other daleks basically push back and say like no you're not dalek anymore dalek overall what sec is saying now that with human in him is saying maybe this dalek instinct and i thought this was very self-referential of the series of saying uh, you know, the Daleks are just like Daleks are the best. Daleks, <laughs> Daleks are the best. That's not funny. <laughs> we rule. Um, <laughs> we are awesome. 
We rock. But they're, we rock. We rock. They're always saying that, like, we, you know, we're the most powerful. We're the best things ever. And Sek as the Dalek with his human brain in him is immediately like, if we're so great, why are there four of us? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, maybe this isn't the way and we really need to evolve and adapt, but they can't handle it. Like, they're so trained that, like, no, Daleks are better. There's no adaptation. There's no adaptation. There's nothing we can learn from others. That's it. They imprison him. They continue with the experiment. And so they're now on a mad dash. The doctor, um, Martha, and uh, the couple of the human folks that are helping are in a mad dash to try to stop this. Um, the doctor ends up, it's a very action movie, right? He crawls mm-hmm. up to the top of the Empire State Building. With Doc Brown, ends- right? Like, yeah, I'm trying to get the. Yeah, clock literally, tower. right? Right. It's very back to the future. So, um, and Martha it's has your a. Kids, Martha! No, <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> the Martha ends up having a nice, I, I thought, coming into her own moment of she's kind of left on her own to and he tells her, like, no, Martha, you've got to stay and fight. He's kind of stops protecting her just a little bit. Yeah. And and she's saying, I'm going to come up with you. And he's saying, no, I don't want you to not come with me because I don't want you to be in danger. I need you to fight down there. Right. And so and she, she has a nice little it all out. She's pulled out the blueprints yeah. and she works it all out. What the Empire. That's true. She out. finds exactly. Yeah. She yeah. she actually finds where to stop and the leaning. Brutally and, murders a bunch of pigs. And then she finds right. She has a plan to uh, con- divert the lightning into some Diverting of the, the power, people. rerouting power, rerouting. Yeah. Wow. And so wait, people love the it. final in the 157th episode of this podcast, when we just like wrap it all up for that theme section, diverting power <laughs> is the theme for the entire just series. So a- anyway, um, you know, they're able, they're able to pull it off. And, and then that what basically the doctor gets in the way of the electricity and he imbues some of the time more DNA into these zombies that they rise. So when it comes down to the final battle, he's able to turn them against the Daleks, the Daleks kill sec, uh, the zombie human Daleks kill two of the Daleks. And then I think it's, uh, it's either Andrew Garfield or Solomon who points. Out, I was like, Oh, but there's still one Dalek left. It's like, yeah, there's always, I like in this one, they don't even try to pretend that there's no, it's like, no, nah, no, nah, there's still one left. Like, We're safe, but for how long? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a kids in the hall reference. Uh, for you. There you go, kids. There you go, Canadian burbers. That's a little. Anyway, so I'll, I'll stop there. It's very long, but this was a long, this was yeah, a long it was episode. Epic. Um, it was an epic. Yeah. Clearly, again, another mid-season epic. Um, got a lot of star power. Uh, I mean, you obviously got Martha and, and uh, oh, you got Freema and David Tennant, uh, Andrew Garfield in an early role. Um, a, a good performance, unfortunately saddled with having to do an American accent, which he, he does. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's hard to pull that one up. Um, the American accents are <clears throat> all over the place. All okay. There's some, okay. Some are like going for the period New York yeah. thing. And it's hard to tell. It's like, Maybe this is okay. Maybe it's over the top. I thought Solomon was good. Yeah, he's very good. Um, but like, yeah, Tallulah, it's like, is this a yeah. 1940s Orson Welles radio broadcast, right? <laughs> like, right. She's got a very over the top. Her look is perfect. Like, yeah, she, she looks great. Um, her, like um, uh, her pig boyfriend, um, and I'm not casting Laszlo. aspersions, Laszlo, is played by actor Ryan Carnes. Uh, who is a Duke grad, a few years younger than us. Oh. He was in Desperate Housewives and in a bunch of soap operas. Um, if you, if you, he was also in, in several sort of uh, gay comedy movies, and I don't mean 
I'm not criticizing them. I mean, they were gay, aimed at gay people, <laughs> like Mark Gatiss, like would have liked the movies. Sure, um, sure. And if you if you Google him, there are some very uh, risque photographs that you should not show your children uh, of him. Uh, he's a very attractive man. Anyway, look, um, I'm sorry, then, John. <laughs> I can't do it because if I Google anything, I I show my children immediately. Yeah. Like that's just the rule yeah. in this house. Yeah, it, it makes sense. Um, so he's yeah, he's so an American actor. Um, but uh, uh someone so uh, Porter and I uh both robbed many people at Duke. Uh, yeah. we went to Princeton, of course, but robbed a lot of people too. Uh, that's right. But man. yes, but yeah, he was he was in Wayne Manor, I believe. Um, which will mean nothing to anyone listening to this podcast, but <laughs> um. This story is written by Helen Rayner, uh, who's the first woman writer of the new series and and really only one, really? The, only the third woman writer uh, in Doctor Who history. Really? Uh, yeah. No, there were not a oh, lot. Oh, God. Um, obviously, the whole story is a metaphor for menopause. Uh, <laughs> of course <laughs> right. you become a homicidal maniac unless you merge with a man uh you marry a man who then saves you uh from your homicidal tendencies when no, you wait. the menopause no wait that's, john that's if this was story. written by if this was written by a woman how come they don't like say ack and like yeah, have more right. references chocolate to the chocolate chocolate kathy like, yeah, that's, exactly. that's hard to um that's well, sad is that has that changed at all in the coming years not as much as you would hope <laughs> oh, yeah no God. it's unfortunate um uh but obviously um uh you know reflecting the fact that it's written by women the math is wrong the spatial relationships are off there's a lot that you have to work through uh <laughs> i'm just kidding women uh i love you oh women what you're, are we gonna do with you um uh, it's a rare story set in the United States. This does not happen in Doctor Who very often. Uh, it's only like the third or fourth visit to the U.S. Um, they did not, uh, the cast did not come to the U.S. Uh, they did send a, a, a second unit, I think, to film some of the exteriors. And then they you know, did obviously did some video uh, computer animation to, to get rid of, uh, you know, the, the various uh, in Congress, Jetsons, uh, flying cars and stuff that mark New York in, in modern day times. Um, but, uh, yeah, rare stories in the U S. Um, um, it, this one doesn't work for me. I don't know why. It's just, this one is never, the design doesn't work for me. I don't like the Dalek mutant with the, the suit and the shoes. <laughs> just, I'm just kind of, <laughs> uh, and, and it's funny cause as I was watching it uh, again, I, I, you know, going into the site, I knew that I was not a huge fan of it. Um, and, um, you know, I was like, I don't really like the pig men, but they're very good. Like, I mean, it's a great makeup job and, and, you know, they, I guess, look like what pig men would look like. I'm going to be honest. I don't hang out with a lot of pig men. Uh, but, um, you know, if, if that's what they look like, um, then yeah, I mean, like, all right, well, you probably did merge with a pig at some point. You know, I, I would give them that. I would grant them that. Um, uh, but yeah, for some reason, it, it, the design doesn't work. Um, and again, like I said, it's not it's not like the creature from the pit or some of the earlier ones where it's like they tried and failed. Like for me, this one is they tried. I think they hit exactly what they were going for. And I just didn't like what they were going for. Right. Um, right. Uh, the Dalek plot is um, it's a real mess. <laughs> it's like the, for some reason they have to have the Empire State Building and the gamma rays. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't just the lightning strike. It was gamma rays from the sun or something. And it was going to hit it exactly that it hits. But as a lightning bolt, that was yeah, it was just kind of a the plot was uh, as we'll see, though, in evil, the Alex Dalek plots can be very complicated. So I, I, I will forget that. Um, 
Martha's very good here. Uh, I do love yeah. Martha. And this is, you know, she's got this scene where she stands up to the Daleks. Um, uh, she's very good. I kind of wanted her to, to get with Andrew Garfield. Uh, uh, I thought they had a nice relationship. Um, and they're both very attractive people. Um, uh, of course, Daleks in Manhattan, a lot of people will recognize this was the original first draft plot to the Muppets Take Manhattan. Uh, well, a similar, very say, similar Muppet plot. Yeah. It's called Daleks in Manhattan, right? Daleks in Manhattan, in, yeah. In, and I was like, why not make it Dalek Take Manhattan? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Uh, that's just a missed. I mean, well, that's a missed opportunity. The Henson estate is very litigious. Oh, uh, God. Yeah, Jim Henson, wow. big, yeah. Um, and uh, uh, Muppets Take Manhattan, one of the great all time movies. I saw it in the theater as a kid. Uh, and um, uh, I loved the singing cakes. That was the part that got me. Remember at the wedding, and they, uh, somebody's getting married, and they all, and, and there's a part where they're going through town, and the cakes sing. The little wedding cakes all sing. The little Muppets. No, what I remember all the most. Sesame Street characters in it, which was blew me out of the theater. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. What I, I like that that was like almost like a spoiler to us as kids. It was like, Wait, those puppets and those puppets are the same. <laughs> they know each other. <laughs> but what I love most about Muppets Take Manhattan is there's a point where like Kermit and Miss Piggy are riding bikes, and they they like show it to you like, look at this, you idiots! The the Muppets, ri- the frogs <laughs> riding up bikes. Just sit back. You can't even believe this. It's <laughs> <laughs> also the great. Uh, um, it was the best special effect ever. It was, it was huge. Uh, and there's the great, um, uh, great because uh, they start twirling around each other on the bikes too, and like they're doing circles. Yeah, yeah. No, it's like, cool. Whoa, what? It's almost like a magic trick where something's floating and they and they they're putting a oh, ring across. When I was things. like eight years old, I just walked out of the theater. I was like, no. No, I'm out. Uh, there's also the um, uh, the great scene with the, the the local chef, and he's like, "Frog, frog, come here." Peoples is peoples. Is frogs is peoples? Is pigs is peoples? Peoples is peoples. And he just does that multiple times throughout the movie. It's just, it's just I think, a, a very accurate reflection of Italian Americans. Um, <laughs> All right. Well, look. Since we've now just evolved into talking about Muppet Stickman, I think it's yeah. time to move on to the classic episode here, uh, "Evil of the Daleks." Right. Uh, and this is a season four, a story nine of the original series. It aired the twentieth of May through the first of July, nineteen sixty-seven. And here is a little clip. Every feeling. Every thought impulse you had during your attempted rescue of Victoria Waterfield was recorded and made into a small positronic brain and added to these Daleks. The human factor to add to their own powers, to triumph over human beings. Well, how do you know they haven't succeeded? Because human beings, Jamie, no matter how brilliant they may be, are always within reach of other human beings. Come. (laughs) It's all right, Jamie, don't worry. How do you know you can trust them, Doctor? What is it? What do you want? Hmm? <clears throat> what are you up to? Ah! What are you doing? Doctor, where are they taking you? Where are you taking me? Jamie? They're taking me for a ride! Jamie! They're playing a game! It's a game! They're taking me for a ride! <laughs> a rather amusing little game, don't you think, Jamie? <laughs> that, 
<laughs> that is what so this is uh, i forget if we've mentioned this specifically but this is one of these where it's a lost episode so we're watching the is it telestat is that one snap snap like tell snap snap yeah tell snaps so what we're seeing is a series of images fit together with this not like motion anyway I mentioned that specifically in this moment to say, boy, I wish I could see this video because <laughs> it just seems so silly. The Dalek is has picked up Patrick Troughton and is just sort of riding him around in circles um, like a merry-go-round. And it just seems so silly and not scary and in any flipping. way. And it's good. That's what it's like. It goes out. Right. It's, right. It's you heard those, the music. Yeah. The it's end. one of those rare cliffhangers. It's less on a moment of jeopardy and more on a, what the heck is happening now uh a thing which is yeah all right let me try to recap this this is Good seven luck. episodes I, <laughs> I, I didn't mention this yeah i'm gonna kind of skim here it's a, um it's one thing i'll say for me because i'm watching this in this odd way uh the classic episodes um th- this is funny because this is a little puzzle piece moment for me where it comes together because this is the episode immediately preceding the tomb of the Cybermen, which I have seen. Yes. And I well, knew well I, I had known that Victoria in the tomb of the Cybermen, that that was her first sort of adventure as a companion. And so it was interesting to see it here. And Although we'll get to it's, it's early doctor who. So she could have been crushed to death in a garbage compactor at the end of this episode and then still shown up in tomb of the Cybermen. Like, <laughs> ah, yeah. Don't, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Well, as we said, this is uh, the second doctor, Patrick Troughton, and uh, Jamie, the Scotsman. Jamie, the the lovable guy. I've really grown to like Jamie as a companion. I think he's great. Um, And and the funniest thing is when you first see him and he's like walking around in his kilt or whatever, you're like, I just I don't buy any of this. What is this? But he's just such a personable, like kind of charming guy. Just works like Mm -hmm. Um, anyway, they are in. It says 1966 London, which, wow, yes, I thought they were older. Present really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought they were in, like, olden times. <laughs> okay, that's, well. That's part of the early story, right? They go to olden times, right? So they start, so this picks up immediately after the Faceless Ones, which was set uh-huh. in 1966 at an airport. And at the beginning of the story, the TARDIS is being taken away on the truck. That was the final. Oh, I'm sorry. I see this yeah. now. Yes, yeah. yes. Right. And that was confusing, right? They were chasing the TARDIS at the beginning. They end up in, so they're without the TARDIS. They end up in 1866. Sorry, that's where I was confused. There you go. And they're at this old uh, uh, Victorian house in London. There's uh, there's a couple different Englishmen. It's very confusing as to what's going on. There's One a of them, lot of fat in this story that could be trimmed. <laughs> yeah. And and they're sort of they've been sort of drugged and they're they're woken up in this area and they're separated. They don't wake up together, Jamie and, and the doctor. And uh one of them has a daughter, Victoria, who we mentioned. She ends up, you know, becoming a companion. Uh her daughter is being held captive by the Daleks. And the other guy, I just I think he's kind of like the gentleman we mentioned in the in the news story. He's just one of the many humans who get kind of taken along by the Daleks of like, I'll help them and they'll bring me along too. You know, yeah. it's oh, Maxible. Like yeah. Mm-hmm. Maxible. Um, okay. So uh, ultimately what's happening is they're trying to uh, similar, like you said, similar to the last episode, they're trying to say, can we incorporate aspects of humans into Daleks? Because humans seem to have this. And they mentioned this more in the, fr- in the new episode, but they sort of mention here, which I'd be interested in talking more about, the idea that 
you know, say what you will about humans. They don't seem to know what's going on all the time. It's like they just keep surviving and being part of the universe forever. They have something about them. So they're trying to breed this race of super dogs who are taking the good things about humans and the good thing about dogs, putting them together. Uh, they make these sort of three uh, Jim Henson's Dalek babies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Dalek babies, we make our dreams come true. Yeah, I love it. And uh, the doctor, similar to the last one too, helps them uh, train these Daleks, which is the the sequence we just listened to. Um, meanwhile, Jamie's out kind of on his own adventure. Uh, then again, they've just been separated. He is becomes actually i think kind of a little obsessed with victoria yeah, all he knows quickly. of her is this, yeah. all he knows of her is not even her picture but of her mother's picture right. and everyone just keeps selling him well but she looks a lot like her mother and he's like then i'm saving her <laughs> yeah. whoever she is and she, that victoria is. is um a very beautiful young woman and she's uh again been taken plucky. prisoner she's plucky too um and they're kind of uh similar to uh perry a few episodes ago they're cr- sort of like they're just keeping her around because like, oh, we're kind of keeping you we're like plumping you up to destroy you later. Like we're keeping you around so we can turn you into a Dalek. Um Okay, so then who here's where it gets interesting. Uh they they make these human Daleks, which by the way, the or no, they they I guess he does put humans in them. Uh the the doctor marks them. He gives them um, names, yeah. And he gives them names, right. Alpha, and I was actually wondering Omega. if these Omega. Mm-hmm. were going to end up as the cult of. Uh, they Scarlet. do share at least. Isn't I think I feel like Omega is one of the cult of Scaros. Alpha and Beta certainly are. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, yeah. So, uh, okay. So, gosh, they end up going back to the Dalek city mm-hmm. and then we meet the Dalek Emperor which was pretty cool and, and here's another situation where it's like wow I would have really liked to seen the video here the the screenshots uh, look great they look pretty cool yeah. and I would have really liked to have seen that um, that's why they took the TARDIS uh, then Maxtable uh, gets turned into a Dalek so he gets in or I mean a, a hybrid he gets infused with the Dalek Again, what factor, they, they call yeah. it the, right the human factor and the Dalek factor. So Max Dabol, the human who was helping them, gets the Dalek factor in him. So he sort of turns into a human with Dalek tendencies, uh, which is how a lot of people are uh, are categorized as Dalek. mentally ill. Yeah. Like he has Dalek tendencies. Uh, we have to. Yeah. Uh, so by the Dalek. so the doctor uh, doesn't get turned because he's. Uh, not a human. He's a time lord, and he, then the Daleks, who are human, rebel against the Emperor Dalek and end up destroying him. And as with all Dalek stories, the Emperor and all Daleks are destroyed. Right. Uh, at yes. the, end. the final end. Um. Right. 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 The final. Yeah. <laughs> the final end. Which is <laughs> just a really because it's not at all. It's funny. Even it, it, it's sort of an acknowledgement that well, we've had a lot of ends, but this is the final one. <laughs> like that. This isn't. This doesn't hold true at all either. Um. And then, but I guess I didn't notice this. It says that there's a pulsating light scene still coming from the emperor, indicating that he's still alive. I didn't notice that, but make it into the. There's a yeah. It was very complicated, John. Uh, and this here, here's what I'll tell you. Sometimes uh, I hear you denigrate, especially some of the newer stories, saying like, 
eh, it's a pretty simple plot very easy to follow I was like okay well this is a very complicated <laughs> plot that's incredibly hard to follow so i don't really yes. see this as a benefit in this i book. i would agree so um, so first of all just to give people the full context um i was born in 1977 uh, no. oh, um, are we gonna go through yeah, your entire total content <laughs> i need people to fully understand where i'm coming from no um, um so we watched this one uh if you go on the internet uh and you search for boobs um you could be entertained for a while, depending on your persuasion. Um, but then if you search for evil, the Daleks flip, it says you can get to the loose cannon uh, reconstruction. So uh, we talked about this uh, for the faithful listeners. You've already heard a little bit about the history of missing episodes in the last episode. So go back. That's we'll wait. Episode 25. Yeah, we'll wait. Okay, you're back. Okay, good. Um, so um, these are uh, when they haven't been animated. Some folks took the some folks, uh, you know, folksy people. Uh, I guess you know, backcountry hill people, folks. Yeah. Uh, they took um, the audio and they matched it up with the existing telesnaps. Um, added some captions that kind of explain what's going on, uh, and then these ones they actually added some some uh, uh, computer animation to keep to get the Daleks to move because Daleks are somebody's animated stuff. So they're not bad. This is a highly visual episode, right? So it is you got to work at it. Um, uh, I mean, the middle episodes there are just you know ten minutes of just Jamie wandering around avoiding traps that are just narrated by it. So that's a lot. Um, it is an insanely complicated episode. This is, um, this is considered by many to be an all time classic, like one of the top 10 doctor who episodes. That's weird. I, I, I think it's a little bit of, uh, people who saw it when it originally came out and have a fondness for it and then have written about it or talked about it and then that's kind of picked up by the people who are like, oh, I guess this is a great one or whatever. Um, I'm I'm not as enamored with it. Uh, there's a, this it kind of pairs with the first Patrick Troughton story, Power of the Daleks, which is also by David Whitaker, who wrote The Edge of Destruction. So that may explain why you're having some fever dreams here. Uh, <laughs> um, uh. This was, in fact, actually uh, meant to be the last Dalek story. So uh, Terry Nation uh, had he owned half the rights to the Daleks. Uh, and basically he was said, you know what, I'm going to take the rights back. Uh, somehow he could do that. I'm going to take the rights and I'm going to try to develop my own series with them. Right. They'll, uh, I was going to maybe take them to America or something, uh, and develop a TV series. And it was, his idea was sort of, they would be the Daleks and then they would be these futuristic space mercenaries or, or space Marines called, uh, uh the, the space security service. And they would fight the Daleks. This was just in an earlier William Martin episode. Um, and he, then Terry Nation went to America and made MacGyver, which is basically that. Uh, wow. <laughs> yeah, but, um, uh, he, Look it up. Terry Nation did actually produce MacGyver, but not as a Dalek spinoff. Um, <clears throat> so this was meant to write them out of Doctor Who. In context, um, this is this has all the sort of makings of an epic uh, and a big story, right? So, so the Doctor in the very first Dalek story, which we'll watch further down the line, uh, met them on their home planet of Ascaro. Um, and, uh, then they had never, uh, then the Daleks came after earth and did all this other stuff. They never really went back to Scarrow. 
So this now, five seasons in, is the first time the Doctor's ever gone back to Scarrow. Uh, it's the first time the Emperor is ever introduced. Like, we've never heard of this Emperor Dalek character or whatever. Um, uh, and so, it does, you know, if you think about it, it's like if you've been watching all along and it's like, imagine a thing, you know, that you learned about in the first season coming back five seasons later. Um, so it does, it is, this is a season finale um of, of this particular season um this does just have a epic feel like it's a big deal um but it's totally like i mean it is it's a lot to get through uh you know sitting through watching i was like oh man like the first episode is entirely them so if you if you go from the premise that the daleks set all this up to get him to the position he's in by episode seven. It's a really convoluted, like they left all these really obscure clues that were going to get him to the antique shop. And then that was going to get him to Victorian uh, England, to the house. And then the plan was, again, um, they were getting him to uh, run Jamie through these experiments and then observe what the human factor was. And then with the Daleks, the, the surprise twist, the M. Night Shyamalama Lama 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 twist is um, uh, that uh, they want, oh, they're like, ah, we're not going to use the human factor. We're going to isolate. We're going to get rid of all the human factor stuff and really isolate the Dalek factor, um, which, as you point out, makes no sense because the Daleks are always constantly losing. Uh, so why you'd want to perpetuate that? And then they're going to spread the Dalek factor um th- throughout time uh so it's a very convoluted plot um the second doctor jamie relationship is very good here you've got jamie uh, uh you know sort of kind of railing against him right you're betraying me i don't yeah. understand what you're doing here that uh, that's a nice tension victoria he's is- also a really good um we were discussing martha coming into her own and like Jamie's completely self so he he's like in his own show. He's like, you know, Thursdays at nine, eight central, Jamie. <laughs> he's just off solving his own stuff. Yeah, and this is this is sort of a transition from uh he was still fairly new in the series at this point. Um uh but so Ben and Polly, who we just met in Microterra, they had just left the episode before. Uh, the faceless ones before this one. Uh, so this is the first time Jamie's alone with the doctor. And I think up till that point, you know, again, he was a Highlander from Jacobite sort of uh, uprising Scotland. Uh, so they were writing him as, you know, if he saw like a lamp, he'd be like, ah, I don't understand. And like planes are confusing and frightening. Like that, caveman that, lawyer. He was, he was like that at the beginning. Yeah, kind of. Um, and then I think they were kind of like decided, all right, well, a, this is, you know, we're going to take him to the far future. It's going, he's going to have an aneurysm if we, <laughs> we do like a spaceship <laughs> so we can't do that and i think they also said like well we'll just we'll write him as he in his simplicity he just accepts whatever he sees he's like okay i guess people fly around in giant metal you know tubes uh sure and and that made him you know and then it gave him really good common sense and the ability to sort of figure things out as he went um uh um maxtable is played by an actor named marius goring who apparently is sort of a legend of stage and screen i i looked through his by him to be nothing really i had seen but at the time he would have been a huge actor i guess to get uh or sort of a huge television uh a film theater actor um so that's a big deal uh you know again again all setting this up as like this huge epic story there um this was only the 
second, I think, seven episode story. Uh, most were six. There were a few long ones, but yeah, this this was extra long, so that would have added to its epicness. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, um, uh, so it is. It just has all of the elements of what you would see in a season finale. It also, unfortunately, it might have worked in isolation, but when you pair it with Tomb of the Cybermen, it also has a large, mute person of color. Um, oh, as- right. That's right. After- <laughs> right, right, right. And I didn't like mention Kemal him. Kemal and uh, Toberman. And it's just like, oh. Kemal? Yeah, Is that Kemal, his name? Yeah. Um, yeah. I forgot. I forgot to. I didn't even mention him. But yeah, it was the same deal. I can't believe that was in back to back episodes. Yeah, been for that. It would actors played by um Sonny Caldinas. He actually played a Mongolian in Raiders of the Lost Ark. He was uh, in the Man with the Golden Gun as a sort of thuggish heavy character. Um, he actually for a long time apparently after this wrestled under the name of Kemmel. Uh, so he <laughs> ran with it. I guess. Um, they do at least give him a nice character arc that he you know he befriends jamie and and becomes sort of a hero of it although kind of dies pointlessly because maxible i think lives at the or just disappears at the end um but yeah it was a little like oh yeah yeah two in a row is kind of rough like oh look at the big dumb person of color uh who's just going to be the muscle and and silent it's like yeah ooh, mm. Yeah. Um, well, uh, there's as, all as, that ridiculous uh, middle stuff with uh, Molly and uh, Terrell and all these people, the Victorian house, which even I've seen this a couple of times. Even I was like, what, what the hell are these people doing here? Like, it was like a subplot that's just totally unnecessary. It just does not need to be seven episodes. It really meanders. It is slightly saved by the last two episodes, which when they get to Scarrow, it's like, oh, okay, this is cool. Like, this is exciting, but it takes I mean, a I was kind of checked out by that point. And, like, <laughs> and now, now, for me, it's also not helped, or for anybody, but I mean, for me watching this, like, it's not helped by I'm having to watch the Telstats, so it's like, you know, snaps, sorry. Um, but as you say, it's epic, so it's like, well, it's not very good, but it's real long. That sort of felt like a Dalek fest. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Metallica. Thanks, guys. Thanks for coming in and doing that for us. Thank you, Metals. All right, just pack your stuff out quietly. We're still we're going live here. We are adherents of the repeating themes here so on No Not the Mind Probe. Uh, you know, things happen in Doctor Who. Look, you know, one thing you can say about Doctor Who, things happen. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes they happen more than once and uh or they or things are evoked more than once. And we like to talk about them. John, what themes would you like to talk about in this episode? Well, you know, you know, we talk a lot of heavy stuff and I, I we just have a relaxed episode. So humanity, good or evil, naturally good or evil. <laughs> I no, I mean this is, so this is the this is the this is gonna be colored by present times, I think so ways. But like and I, I so Probers, I teach ethics. I know that's hard to believe. Um possibly depressing for you, but there it is. Um uh and um uh you know this is sort of this the theme of these stories is I ah, if you give people the human factor if if they are they will question and it will make them better or fundamental not just say fundamentally good but it will it will fix these fundamentally evil things uh to make them like humans and i say that's a pile of crap. <laughs> it is I don't know, it is that default sci-fi element of things that are totally logical, 
things that are you know humanity is the is the it's not perfect but there's something about being human that is fundamentally important um and i mean support it you're a parent you have you have children are were they born good or evil <laughs> <laughs> well i have two and have you so separated them and kept one in isolation <laughs> <laughs> yes yes we call her control yeah. and then we <laughs> have the other one um <laughs> yeah no, i mean i think i think the funny thing about to me with the idea that like that that's a fundamentally human quality the I think they sort of attribute uh, emotions and irrationality and um, uh, things like that to humans. And I I don't – and the implication certainly with the Daleks is that there are so many other races who don't have these things. And I feel like if – you know, the way that life would evolve ultimately in all these places, um, I don't know. I just – I. I it sort of draws out something and saying that this is unique to humanity. And I don't know that it is. Um, I, I guess the unique thing about humanity in terms of just our life forms on earth, right. Is that we survived and developed because of a sense of community and empathy amongst one another. Like there's a preservation of the group that doesn't exist kind of in the same. I mean, there's packs of animals in other ways, but like there's aspects of things that humans do, only for a larger community that is not present in other in other animals. Again, I I don't know. I can't comment currently, John, on other aliens and how they develop. But well, that is unique to humans. Okay, so that like we have this comes back with its first videos. We're not gonna know, but yeah, that it's not totally just about self preservation. We do often do things against our own self preservation to preserve a group. Like that is a thing that we do. Uh, tribal like we're very tribal we also are very tribal and then do horrible things in the service of our own tribe whether that be a family or a race or a country or things like that (laughs) the republican (laughs) party um so i so i i guess that is that gets to this idea of that like but i just think it's always presented as like Oh, humans, we're we have love and emotion. It's like, won't all life forms have? I mean, this isn't yeah, some so crazy sea otters, thing. and they seem a lot more <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah, I I do. Um, to I think where evil of the Daleks does get it right is they um they don't. It's not like the Daleks get the human factor, and then they're. By all the like, way, you just said a a a, a clickbait blog post headline like "What Evil of the Daleks Gets Right," and then you have to click to see. Find more. out here. <laughs> <laughs> find out here to see ryan carnes uh x-rated picks in evil no oh, um <laughs> it's um uh what it does get right is that when the daleks get the human factor they don't become like oh love we'll have love they become which is what humans do right like when you talk to another person on the street, they're like <laughs> oh yeah <love."> <laughs> no they question they question orders right it's like right, why right. why should i do this you know so everybody stop working why and then they are asking why so i like i think they get that right um whereas where where i think darling's in manhattan evolution darling's fails me directly like personally like it was like an attack on me right, right. um is it doesn't it's just like oh yeah if you get the human factor you're going to feel sympathetic when people get killed in front of you and it's like well hopefully but I don't know. <laughs> like history hasn't necessarily backed that up, right? I mean, so what happens in front of Sec is is Solomon gets killed, 
Uh, and he's like, and there's like a little the reaction shot of like, oh, and he's like, well, yeah, I hope that's what we do. But I don't know if that's borne out by evidence. <laughs> well, I'm re- it would be automatic, I guess. I'm reading an interesting book right now called Humankind. Have you heard of this book? It's by an author named Rutger Bregman, um, who I believe is... Is he Dutch? A big prober. <laughs> it's probably a big prober. <laughs> anyway. Well, we tackled um, the issues on probe. And, and it has a subject. It's actually called Humankind, A Hopeful History. And it's sort of a take on um, we we always seem to think, or at least the entire time I've been alive, we seem to think every single moment in uh, humans as a civilization seem to constantly think that every moment they're in, everything is in a downfall and is spiraling ever worse. Um, uh, uh, Kind of against a lot of evidence to the contrary. Um, So, um, you know, so he talks about some of that and he actually talks a lot about uh, tribalism, which I just mentioned and the innate, some of the innate human qualities, like you might think. So one of the things he actually, I was just reading about to your point of people kind of, would they, would they kill you saying, Oh, well, they, they were being killed in front of them. So uh, are you familiar with the Kitty Genovese story? Who's the, she was a woman. It was in the gosh, the fifties or the well, 60s? You lost me right there. <laughs> she would no, she so I'm she kidding. this is Wait a famous I like you you're great. Yeah. This is a famous story um that was used in tons of psychology textbooks where there was this woman who was being attacked in uh in an apartment complex in Queens kind of like an open air complex where there was a a, a, a place in the middle where everyone could see and no one came to her aid and she was ultimately killed and it was this big headline in the paper saying like this is like humanity is failing like no one came to help her and everyone just kind of sat by and let this happen and it's 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 sort of emblematic of society as a whole and the uncaring and all these things and he talks about um basically the things he talks about in the book are you can go through and look at the details of a story like that and there might be another story that we've heard in the past that is sort of shown as proof of hey, humans fundamentally just like actually don't care about each other when it comes down to it. And he kind of goes through the story and you find out that it's like, well, actually the details of it are pretty to the contrary of this. People did come to help her, but that wasn't talked about. And some of the people who didn't come to help her, there were, there were some of the reasons that went into it were kind of like, it made a lot of sense at the time. It was like, they thought this was happening. This is something else. It doesn't really matter too much, but what he says, on the, so the, but what he says is stories like that the negative version of them spreads extremely quickly so that like and we can all relate to just like the news i mean just like the news loves stories that are about like how uncaring and heartless and and awful people are but that like most evidence to the contrary it's like people actually make pretty good decisions about one another but about helping one another but where they don't is when it gets into uh, tribalism. And so wh- where they don't is they they start to lose compassion and depersonalize things when it becomes about when it's one person standing in front of them, they don't do that. But when it's like this other group that becomes almost like right. faceless, then they become very cruel and vindictive. Because we like um, simplicity, right? So we like um, we like the Daleks because they're fun. 
They bumps on them, exterminate things. But um, uh, great at parties. You love to you love to go to a party with a Dalek on your arm. You know, like <laughs> it's a conversation piece because people yeah, are like, yeah. "Why is that person standing around with a plunger and a, a wink, a whisk?" Uh, <laughs> I can't mean. Um, to you make know, drinks, to mix yeah. drinks. Like Mixing <laughs> drinks and unclog your toilet. If you've ever been to a That's party right. and accidentally clogged your toilet, you wish you had a plunger. You wish you did. Yeah, instead of running out of the back door of the house and allowing the plunger. Maybe. Um, <laughs> the point being, what was the point? The point being, people, it, it, you know, for fiction, we like simple stories, right? It's, it's, we want... Uh, we want the bad guys to be bad, black and white. We want the bad guys to be bad. We want the good guys to be good. Uh, we don't embrace the complexity and nuance. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, I think it is, yeah, I guess it is, humanity is more complex than that. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, there's good and there's bad. Uh, and, and that's generally getting back to Doctor Who, which is the subject of this podcast. For those of you who've, who, for whatever reason, skip 50 minutes look, in. This is, <laughs> look, this is what happens in the theme section. Yeah, it's a free-flowing discussion. Yeah. And you know what it is, too? It's like you pull up a chair, you turn around backwards, and you pull the baseball cap around, and you say, let's just wrap about this. Let's just get real about these Fire subjects. Fire up the, the old wireless uh, and the tubes heat up. Maybe you're coming in midway through this podcast. If let me ask you. We're going to wrap up this section, and I want an answer. So you're saying you're questioning something about humans, but here's your choice. Humans or Daleks? You got to make the choice, John. Which is it? <laughs> you know, I, I want to say humans. I'm, I'm back in humans because I think they actually exist. Whereas Daleks, I don't know. But but it is it is. Similar to what we were talking about with gridlock and microtech, it's like you, if you if you want to examine some facet of of humanity and history, you 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 have to fictionalize. Like you, it's everything's too complex, right? The in, the world of ethics is too complicated. Everything interacts, and it's impossible. Like the good place now. Oh, good. Thankfully, we've reached another talking about the show. Ooh, um, yes. we're talking about the good place. Right. I would love to have a good place podcast. One of the themes of the good place is it's really difficult to make a good decision because there's so many ripples that right. eventually everything you has can't some make kind of a harm. truly good decision. Yeah, and so it's the same. You know, it's the same sort of thing. Like you can never be a truly good. Every a, a real scenario was too complex, um, but when you have the Daleks or or fictional characters, um, and you can be kind of like, look, here's pure evil, and next to that, we come out okay. So <laughs> humanity next to just pure, unadulterated, mass murdering, homicidal evil, we come out okay. Oh, John! Well, we really redeemed humanity there in that last Ooh, section. Yeah. So I hope I hope people are listening because you're in the clear for another week, humanity. I, I gotta <laughs> say though, that was a close one. Yeah, it really <laughs> came down to the wire. Yeah, humanity hanging by a thread, and only a few valiant podcasters keeping them there. Look, uh, John, there are over 295 Doctor Who stories, yeah. and I have a correction to last episode. Okay, I had um. I had done one thing correct, and then I had kind of questioned myself. And exactly. the thing I had done correct was I had figured out a formula, which is basically we talk about two stories every episode. So if we've had 25 episodes, we've ranked 50 stories. Yeah. If we've had 26 episodes, so on and so forth. And then I corrected myself and said, oh, you know what? It was only 50. And the problem was, John, it was my ranking spreadsheet. I had not moved over one of the episodes we had ranked into the new spreadsheet. So we were behind. It's salt. Look. It's solved now. And this is what you need to understand about the world. Things go wrong like this all the time. And people 
who you should you owe your life to go and fix things like these you know but yeah. behind that wall in gitmo is a man a man with a gun that you need there. <laughs> so anyway it's fixed now. you can't handle the rankings lovers <laughs> you can't handle the rankings so uh again we'll pause here folks uh, if you need to go back now and re-listen to this episode with that new context yes well <laughs> like, actually re-listen to the last all things. Re- we need to realize into the last two. Yeah. Because exactly. I mentioned that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's a total mess. Okay. So we'll pause there for that. And okay. There you go. Okay. Right. So welcome right. um, back, Proverbs. So we've ranked 50 mm-hmm. and we're gonna uh rank these two. I will go first. These were these were really difficult to rank. Uh I kind of had to yeah, just really they're both long mm. and had to really think about like they had elements I liked, elements I didn't. I ended up um yeah i ended up i think ranking dogs in manhattan evolution of the dogs uh higher than you i ranked it i mm-hmm. put it between tomb of the cybermen and hand of fear i put it number 16 i just kind of kept comparing it to some of the other things like um and i've i, I enjoyed it more than that I, I i always enjoy the historical pieces especially in the new the new doctor who so um you know, they have me at that of like, oh, period, New York. <laughs> That's just fun. Um, so, and then the e- they put that much passion. They're like, oh, period, New York. Here you go. Mason. <laughs> you enjoy that. Yeah, it's a little sop to you. And they slap that into the trough. <laughs> and the, the evil of the Daleks, I couldn't figure out because it was the opposite of last week's episode where the the lost episode aspect of how I had to take, the, take this in, mm-hmm. which was the telesnaps was, I just really tough to focus tough on. I agree. I, I think it probably would have been better. I should have like listened to the audio and then maybe another time, look at the snaps, mm-hmm. just whatever. Um, I don't know if I would have understood the story any better or worse, but it may not have. It's a lot. Um, so it ended up going down the list and kind of getting to where basically it used to be a long time ago when we started here, it used to be like, when you got near vengeance on Varos, you were like, oh, wait, hold on a minute. <laughs> um, now I have a new kind of lower tier, which is I have Delta and the Bannerman. Yeah. It's fun. Pretty low, but it's really fun. I'm so good. it's at like the yep. top of the bottom. So it gets near there. And I'm like, nah, this isn't like that. It's it's better than that. But I, I just put it a little bit above. So I put it just above Doctor Who and the Solorians. Um, and I put it uh, below Gridlock, actually, last week's episode. So I have it number thirty two okay all right um i did not rank it because i accidentally deleted my whole ranking page okay okay well just go off the top of your head then. <laughs> yeah um i'm uh, still working on excel so i'm in a intensive program where you go to sri lanka and you, you're just isolated and they really and go over excel. that's good because it'll be a crash course john in this one this one and only excel sheet but they'll set you up with a job afterwards they'll really try to place you which is really good it's yeah. mindful excel so like really getting into your, your headspace um i i i just don't like evolution. It, it just does not um i think when you bring the daleks in especially in the news series it, it, it's it's an epic right and it's clear if you're going to devote two two episodes to them uh there is sort of uh, maybe unfairly uh, uh an enhanced expectation and i i just think for whatever reason this doesn't work for me and like i said i you know i think for me the most telling thing is it's like the the design is executed 
really well. It looks what they wanted to do comes across on screen. They get old New York. The pig people look like pig people. If you've met pig people, like, I mean, you're just like, wow. Like, these are, this is, you can't even tell. Um, they've got two very attractive young actors uh, in it. Um, uh, and it's, it should, it just, it should have everything you like. Um, but the, the end result, I think they nailed everything they were trying to get. And I just didn't like what they were trying to get. Like, I'm just like, yeah, I don't like this design. I don't like the pinstripe Dalek at the, the head. I think it looks weird. Um, the shoes kind of bother me. I don't like anybody's shoes. That really just threw me out of it entirely. People wearing different shoes. Uh, it's, that's a key moment for me. No, it just, it doesn't work for me. Um, the plot is a bit convoluted. So yeah, I've got, I've got Dalek in my hand down below love and monsters which i may come to regret Whoa. um below creature from the bit below where is it it's, it doesn't it's in the impossible planet the satan pit again like trying to be an epic and just trying to be an epic momentous thing and just not quite hitting it for me um and I mean, I put it I, together I, yeah i liked it better than that but i i can understand it putting around there the crazy thing to me is that you have love and monsters above all of any of those. That's just weird to me. Like yeah. I buy it that in there, but love and monsters is weird. Yeah. Yeah. Look, yeah, I'm, anyway. I'm not committed to any of this rankings. Uh, <laughs> and, and no, <laughs> we, it's, we're just going to have this stupid rule. We're just like, that we're never changing them. Yeah. No, it'd be a disaster. Um, and then evil, the delis I have above it, which, as I mean, I could not say, much though. You don't have it much. much higher. No, I have Evil Dead Island number thirty-five, just below Boomtown, which I don't know why, because Boomtown's kind of a non-entity. Uh, <laughs> it's it's, it's just at Stones of Blood, uh, just above the Diamonds. Um, uh, on the strength of the on the strength of a couple two things, Patrick Troughton, who I think is excellent in this story, yeah, he's great, uh, and uh, and Jamie, and then um, the last two episodes, I think the five episodes you got to wade through before they get to Scarrow are just a lot. Um, you then, think there's going to be some whole thing with the maid. And yeah. it's like, why was that even there? Right, like, yeah. I, and then Terrell and he was hypnotized. And I think it makes sense. I think, cause I think he was supposed to be hiding the fact that Victoria was off and there was another character and she was married to, I don't know, somebody else. Uh, <laughs> it's a lot. These, these three random characters. And then the guy who hit Jamie over the head and kidnaps him and drinks with the stable. And you're like, Oh, this is going to be an interesting subplot. And then 10 seconds later, like they're like, Nope, we found Jamie. Everything's okay. And you're like, well, then what is the guy about? <laughs> like, I feel like if you're looking for cutting costs, here's where it is. Um, so yeah, the last two episodes uh, of evil, at least pull it, pull it ahead for me. Uh, and, and I do think it is, it is. I'm also slightly influenced by just the, the reputation this story has when they did sort of the great uh, rank the rankings of the, of the greatest Star Trek episodes ever. This one consistently comes in like the top 10. And again, I, so I'm, I think it's partly that just kind of makes me think, Oh, I guess I should like this more. Um, uh, and who am I? I'm, I'm terrified to go against who fandom uh, who will, who can destroy this podcast if they turned against yeah. this. Um, they Just allow us to snap function. their fingers. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so uh, no, yeah. On the strength of the last two episodes in Trout, and I'm, I'm putting this at number thirty-five. So just at the Stones of Blood level, entertaining, but but not essential. That's actually we have it about the same. I think we just disagree a little bit on the first one, but I, again, I can see what you're saying with it. Uh, I will plug. We got to plug this into the computer and see. Um, 
And now we have the show ranking of the episodes. And, uh, well, as you might imagine, uh, The Evil of the Daleks, and we rank that similarly. So that ends up at number 36, mm. and that's out of 52 so far. And then Daleks in Manhattan, Evolution of the Daleks, we split that, but it, it ends up still fairly low, 31 um, out of uh, 52. So it ends up more middle of the pack um, because of my ranking. Still number one, Inferno, and still the bottom of the barrel, Edge of Destruction, um so that's uh so that's that uh john now uh, edge of destruction is now we've both ranked it the same after various things have gone in and out it's 50 and 50 for both of us yeah yeah all right right. we agree eventually these will converge into the same list somehow now i do agree with you in looking back at the list there's some that stick out like how did that end up up there like why did i rank that there being a real b that day yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well look you can go to mindprobe.show slash rankings or just go to mindprobe.show and click on the links the way they work is you can use a a pointing device like a mouse or if you're uh okay a here's light? how the blinds use the internet let oh, me explain okay. that and explain accessibility um, no, you could tab through links with the tab key if you like, or if use broken your laptop, for example, which all of us have done and had to tab through some links. We've all, yeah, sure. We've all look. Probers. We're all on a level. We've all been united. We've had to tab through some links. Come on, yeah. <laughs> we're not proud of it. We're not proud of it. Yeah. But we've done it. Um, you can go to mindprobe.show. You can, in addition to seeing the rankings, uh, you can sort the rankings and see all that stuff. You can see the watch order. You can so you can watch along with us. Uh, you can also see uh, some brief bios of us and how to make a probe teeny, yeah. uh, which yeah. a lot of people will be interested yeah. in that. Um, and we would all and how to subscribe to the show, John. Should people should people subscribe to the show? No, no. Well, okay, because you know what? It, it, as you have explained patiently through several episodes, it makes your life easier, right? You yeah, don't come to, on. Right, you don't have to go back and find the show and has the show been updated. Oh, and, and who, who has time for that noise? But you just subscribe, and then, you know, in the morning, you wake up, your phone's got a reminder like, hey, you need to meditate, hey, you need to work out, hey, there's a bunch of new porn on Pornhub, and then, hey, there's a new um, a new mind probe. If you subscribe, yeah. you could just sit in your bed like a lump and yeah. just sit there and just not do anything hopefully someone brings you food and water you will still get mind probe yeah, you, you will just have still to get bash a hand at the, at the at the phone and activate as long as you got some headphones in or even if the phone's just you know this hooked up you could just hear it on the speaker on your phone or hopefully if you can like right. mumble out the words like alexa or hey yeah. siri like, hey siri mind probe <laughs> like maybe that'll be enough to get it, to get it playing <laughs> i think that could i mean that'd be good folks, i don't have Siri or Alexa or Alexandra or whoever the hell it is. Um, but try it right now. Just go, hey, Siri, mind probe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe that works. I don't know. I don't know. And if you are, you do find your brain is probed, um, then yeah. speak to our legal counsel because we are not liable for that. No, like no, if no. You no, activate no. the Siri mind probe. That is not on us. No, none folks. of my probes. I'm responsible for any mind probing that happens <laughs> in the world of the show. All right, well, John, what do we have in store for next episode? You could go to the watch order and find that out, but we're going to bring it to you live. What are we watching next? Um, I haven't checked yet. 
Uh, <laughs> oh, well, I'll let you know. Is it 42? Is 42 it's, the next one? It's the Lazarus Experiments. Oh, the Lazarus the Experiments. So, folks, so folks, the Lazarus Experiments, I stall as I look up the uh, view order. The Lazarus Experiment is going to be some of your classic gay Gaddis. That is that that it has Mark Gaddis in it. What? Yeah. Wrote it too, or just in it? No, uh, I don't know if he wrote it or not. I'll have to research that before we get going here. Um, but yes, so you're going to have um, the Lazarus experiment. You're going to have Mark Gatiss appearing uh, with uh, uh, Dr. Martha Jones. We're also going to have the return of Martha's family. So we're going to get a little back to oh, okay. action going on. Uh, and we have paired that with another mad scientist making terrible mistakes. Folks, if you're going to be a scientist, don't be mad. Just, you know what? Yeah, come on. Just don't be mad. Just be sane. You know, um, uh, a fourth doctor story, the planet of evil. Uh, and so, um, you know, it's this portentous, portentous name there. Um, if we'd called this the podcast of evil Mm. would have been darker versus, you know, no, not the mind purpose is light and fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we don't necessarily want to be an evil. Our podcast has the human factor. Our podcast has a lot of human factor. I mean, yeah, I guess. We're emotional and we, we, yeah, we're emotional and irrational and we haven't tried to, oh no, I was going to say we haven't tried to kill a lot of people, but that's pretty human, actually. I, mean, I feel like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe we're Daleks. The Daleks are not <laughs> killing people. <laughs> we haven't killed anybody. Well, we have the human factor and that humans write Doctor Who and they write these sprawling plot lines that don't go anywhere. And our podcasts are really ep- ep- close to that. They're a tight one hour and 15 minutes. That's that, is, that is, people are like, whoop, whoop, and rocketed by. <laughs> and I, I went for a run. I was only supposed to go for two miles. I, I ran a marathon, you guys. <laughs> you know, <I'm> later. <laughs> people are losing so much weight, uh, just dropping pounds. People are, people are like, are you doing deal meals? No, no, I'm, I'm mind probing. I am listening. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to eat. But I'm just about to put the food in my mouth, and I'm just pausing in shock at whatever these idiots are talking about. Usually, it's something about suicide. Very tough. I'm gonna eat this pork. And I'm like, Wait, why are they talking about Benson? I thought this is my pork. <laughs> well, look to everyone who's dropping all these pounds. I say to you, John Porter, say to you, here's to the future. Later. Later.